Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. I don't know when we're posting this. Happy Old Year, whatever we're going to call it. Hope everybody had a good holiday. We are back with lots to talk about. So strap in, it's going to be a wild one. You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys, the premier sports entertainer podcast. It's the final episode of 2022. This is a big deal. Our first year in the books. We Mm -hmm. did it. How many wrestling podcasts start and they make three episodes and they're like, oh, fuck this. We're like 30 something deep with like 10 of them unaired. And we're like, "Eh, fuck this. But we keep going. That's that's half the battle. Showing up is half the battle. You make 100% of the shot. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Let's go. That that is the the only reference you get to make to the office on my podcast. Um, <laughs> not a fan. Not a big op. Not a big office guy. It like that show gives me legit anxiety. Yeah. Maybe it's because lo- so much of that rings true to my own like work <laughs> life and work career that it's like the stuff that people find funny. I'm just like, I just got done doing something stressful. I don't want to watch something <laughs> stressful. That's supposed to be a comedy. That and like, there's no punchlines. The majority of the time, it's just someone like looking into the camera, like and smirking, like, "Whoa, I'll get a load of this guy." At least it doesn't have a laugh track. That's like probably the best thing I can say about it is that it's probably the most successful comedy without a laugh track in like American history. So they got that going for him. Mm-hmm. There are some legit like great office lines. I think the only. The only character I remember is the prison character that Steve Carell did. <laughs> I don't remember any of the lines. I don't remember the context. I just remember thinking that was genuinely funny. Steve Carell's a genuinely funny dude. He is hilarious. He needs to do more things. Anyway, how are you doing, Bucky? Ah, <laughs> uh, not bad. I have a, a mild peck tear, so I was working out in the garage oh, and I have a little uh the bolts under my bench were a little wobbly, so the bench tilted a bit, and my arm flared, and I felt some stuff go snap, crackle, pop. But honestly, it's pretty mild. Like, it's kind of early stage grade two, so just, like, maybe, like, a quarter of the muscle fibers got torn, and they're still, like, attached on both Do ends. you have any bruising? Very, very minimal to none. So, yeah, already got into... Cody the- Rhodes over here. Yeah, no, I'm... So I'm not going to be Cody Rhodes and keep working out on it and tear it straight off the bone like a doofus. So I got my butt into my, my physio, and we think, uh, you know, it's probably only going to be a few weeks before I'm back to 100%. So, you know what, it's it could have been a lot worse. I've definitely had worse injuries. So three weeks, I'm pretty, pretty satisfied with that. Well, I hate to hear it, but I'm glad that you're optimistic about it. You've got such a quick turnaround. Could yeah, definitely be way, way worse. That's why I'm optimistic about it. If it was a longer turnaround, this would be a very different podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> a very somber end mm. to 2022. 
Might not even make it oh, to wrestling. Man. It'd just be two hours of me bitching about it. Three segment Jones. But, uh, Here's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Um, Christmas was pretty low key. Um, we're just kind of getting stuff ready for little guy. Um, and be a dad in three months. That feels weird. Uh, baby rooms coming together. We don't have any of the furniture because we're kind of waiting for people to buy stuff off the registry before we just buy everything on the registry. Um, let's see. I got him a complete set of wrestle buddies <laughs> that will just be in his room. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to get to like play with them for like years, but Hey, he's going to have, Oh, who was it? It's uh Luchasaurus, Kenny Omega, Darby, and uh, Cody. There's th- Apparently there's a fifth one that Walmart has somewhere of Sting. I've got to get that. I mean, there's probably uh, an old one of Sting you can get too, like Wolfpack style. I love my unborn son. And I obviously love dumb wrestling stuff. <laughs> but I don't need to just be like, oh, you have a complete run of... LJNs and Wrestle Buddies before you're born. I don't think the wife would like that one too much. I mean, those LJNs um, might be his college fund, so. <laughs> Matt Cardone is going to put my son through college. Um, yeah, no, everything's going good, man. It was, uh, it was a nice, quiet holiday. Uh, didn't do anything for Boxing Day. I have to work inventory on New Year's. And I'm hoping to be done with work by 9 p.m. So it's going to be like a, a six to nine day. So it's just it's just fun adult stuff, man. You know, being an adult. Overrated. But we'll see. No, I, I really I literally can't complain, but I'm doing it anyway. So just how it goes. Speaking of complaining. um, Let's talk Miro real quick. <laughs> Let's just get into it. Um, I, the entire time he was in WWE after, oh, what was, what was the chain of events? He debuted, whipped all the ass and won the United States title. And it was dope. And then he lost the United States title and then kind of just did nothing. Uh, He got over the Miro day, but I think by that point I had stopped watching. Cause that doesn't sound familiar. I like, I remember it happening and it being like a cultural thing that people loved, but like, I don't remember seeing it. And then he left and came to AEW didn't do anything. And then he won the TNT title and then lost it and hasn't done anything. Um, I was always kind of a defender of his just being like, man, I want to see more of him. And now word comes out that he, there was idea for him to be in the mm-hmm. title eliminator tournament, but not win it. And <laughs> he, Tony Khan pitched this to Miro and Miro pulled the, that ain't going to work for me, brother. And so Tony Khan's like, fine, stay at home. And now, you know, I don't know if it was the Ethan page spot. I mean, he was supposed um, to be on the pay-per-view. So you've got to think. I don't think it was the Ricky yeah. Stark spot. Like that's clearly been planned. No, it definitely while. wasn't. But it has to be. Definitely been, wasn't. Right? I think Miro would have taken that. I definitely think he would have taken that. Um, 
but yeah, so like there's the, all this weird stuff. And then he's like cryptically tweeting that it's like, well, they haven't had anything for me since mm-hmm. January. And I'm like, we're talking about you're in a trios match with Sting and Darby. What are, what are you doing? Yeah, he and he and Papa Meltzer were going back and forth and it was without cool. saying anything. Yeah, it was Andrade. OK, how you know vibes going on? <laughs> So I mean, I from all indications, he's unhappy and mm-hmm. will likely wait out his contract and then go back to the Fed. I I don't know. I think the thing that makes him special is that you don't see him, and then he kind of shows up. And I mean, he's fun in ring, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to buy a ticket to go see Miro. I don't know. What's the what? So what's your read on the situation? And then like how? How would you like? Where would you put him? Like promotion wise, lineup wise. Okay. Um if like ignoring all of the fantasy book, basically. Yeah, ignoring all of the, the personal stuff, like assuming Miro was just happy go lucky and went along with with whatever, like barring that, I think like I, I like him in that TNT title picture. He doesn't have to keep winning the thing, but that's a great a great zone for him and i've really liked the tnt title being like this ridiculous accidental host division of just giant motherfuckers beating the hell out of each other so i think he fits well there um my take on the whole situation though i don't like so tony did this big interview and we've got other stuff to get in from it too where he was on grapsity and one of the things i'm so pissed i watched that interview we'll talk about it later i, I watched bits and pieces um, i watched the whole thing oh boy um, I probably won't make that mistake again with the two-hour Tony Khan interview, but... <laughs> no! Definitely not. I was doing other things while I was doing it. But anyway. One of the things he talked about was, you know, like, if this is the NFL, the backup quarterback doesn't give the coach shit. Like, I mean, sometimes they do, so I don't know what NFL, like, they do all the time, but that's... I mean, sometimes, but it's like, like you don't... <laughs> If you have a star quarterback, yeah. like you don't really have any leverage and you're probably just talking your way off of the team. And that's basically what he said. He was like, you know what? <laughs> you don't like it? I got the numbers. Bye. Like, yeah. don't let Thor hit you on the ass. Oh, you can't go there either, though. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's my take on it. And I, I think Miro was one of the people Tony had in mind when, when he mentioned that. Uh, Miro and Andrade were the first two that popped up in my head. Yep. I think odds are he's probably going to go back to the Fed. Um, If I'm Impact, I would make a play. And if I'm Billy Corrigan, I I mean, big fish, small pond. I think Miro could be something special. But Uh, he's going to ask for way too much money. Freddie Prince Jr. could make a run for him, too. So what's the deal with the Freddie Prince Jr. thing? I've heard nothing about it. Yeah, it's been kind of like crickets since he kind of first announced it but to be fair his launch date was always targeted to be a long time so how sick would it be if he took over nwa from billy corrigan right i I don't think billy's selling billy still thinks Uh, tyrus is a good idea so bro billy corrigan as a booker has never worked (laughs) we can have that concept or that conversation um i don't know i I'm kind of over Miro at this point, but yeah. Um, yeah uh, let's see. What do you want to jump into next? We got a bunch of uh, things to hit on before we do a quick dynamite review. Yeah. Well, we're going through this, uh, this TK graphs, the interview. Let's kill the rest of those. Uh, let's go for it. 
things off. So I'm going to go to the women's stuff first because it was the shortest thing on there. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the mural stuff where they asked him kind of like, what's, what's your response? You know, you know, the criticisms at this point, always one women's match, like more and more and more, like we know what the criticisms are. What are you, what are you saying? And TK basically said, like, I mean, he put over the good ones big and basically said, if you're good enough to get TV time, you get TV time. I don't give a shit what you are like male, female, non-binary, whatever. If you can wrestle, you get TV time. If you're not good enough to be on TV, you're not on TV. And he talked very little about the Soraya match. They tried to tease it out of him, and he said, well, we'll find out who it is in January. And a few people took it out of context. We're like, oh, my God, it has to be Sasha because it's in January. Um, forgetting that he just meant that the, the match is in January. We're going to find out. I still actually yeah. do think it's Sasha, but that comment didn't sway it one way or another. Um, just the fact that they're saying nothing about it makes me think it, just like the punk thing where it was like absolute crickets and then two weeks out it was, oh, by the way, we got CM Punk. <laughs> they need to, they need to like call it a special show or something like that. Like yeah. give it, give it a special title. I gave you the pitch already and it's perfect. Renee Paquette's interviewing Soraya. Soraya cuts some no comment line and drives away in a Benz and you, you know, that's that's the way to do it. No, I don't know if they're are they in a warm enough cl climate next week to pull that off. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, they're in Seattle. Oh, that's in warm ja enough. In January, Seattle's next to Vancouver. That's warm as hell, dude. You can do it there. Barely even be any snow. I I thought Tony Khan's reply to the women's division is was basically the best reply he's given about the women's division so far, and it's it's our feelings exactly. Well, definitely mine. I know you're. <laughs> But like, but my feeling the whole time has been like, I don't want shitty women's wrestling on my TV. I also don't want shitty men's wrestling on my TV. I don't care. I don't want shitty wrestling. And so he gave this comment where he's just like, only the best of the best, you know, get the TV time. That's just how it is. But then he follows it up and he puts Ty Conti. He loves and, Ty. And Anna Jay. He loves Ty. In a featured match. What are we doing? Like, it's one thing if you, and I know that was like several weeks ago, but it looks so bad for him to be like, oh, no, 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 we only highlight the best in our division and then runs those two out there. God. That, that brings me to the, the thing that infuriates me about Tony Khan, where he can say something like that. And then maybe he's like trolling. I don't know. No, he, he uh, loves Ty. He thinks she's fantastic. Then what are we doing with Anna Jet? We'll get to it when we review yeah, the show. Yeah, that's, that's coming later. But those were kind of his comments. I think, uh, I think the really important thing here is even if you're not on Dynamite on Rampage, you're usually still working. There are so many women's matches on Dark. There are women's storylines on Dark. We're getting more promo time. We are getting, I mean, the dark shows are virtually women's shows. Yeah, we are, and and they're getting like, yeah, the matches are six, seven minutes, but that's what most of those people should be wrestling right now is six, seven minute matches. And it and makes sense because women, women's wrestling does well on YouTube. We've it's said this fantastic. the whole time. Yeah. Women's ratings on like television, like television wrestling, nosedive unless it's a special match. That's the nature of the beast. Vince McMahon has trained people for over twenty years that women's matches are bathroom breaks. Thank him for that. Don't blame Tony Khan. 
he like Vince did this. But like at, by the same standard, women's matches on YouTube do significantly well. They, so, they do great. And if you're, yes. if you're on Dark or Dark Elevation, the only places you are getting outviewed for wrestling are Dynamite, Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. That's it. You're outviewing Impact most weeks. Like, you're... Where are you getting that coverage? I'm not saying this about you because you are not the person I'm talking about. The people who are like claim like claiming that they want more women's matches by and by don't show up. No. So I I'm sick of hearing the complaints. You have like you thoroughly enjoy it. You like <laughs> are craving it and I feel bad for you that you're not getting it on, you know, TV. You like we said YouTube there's a plethora of it. But I watch that too, so I'm happy. Right, yeah. I so I'm just like it. it's it's a disingenuous argument. Which is basically all AEW's criticism is disingenuous arguments. That are, you're either disingenuous, willfully ignorant, or incredibly stupid. It's basically like pick one. Brick called this out like two years ago when they were when the first like Twitter rumbling started, and they're like Brick, go to WWE, you'll get so much more time. Like they don't trick one right. And Brick said like, then fucking watch. Like we're trying, but if you don't watch, we don't get to go on. And she just, we're cool. She straight up called them out. It's like, yep. Go to WWE and then have an eight month program with Natalia. And then you work, then you work someone else. Right. Then you work with Tamina for three months (laughs) and then you have a little something. And then you're back to feuding with Natalia for another six months. Like have fun. Well, their new thing is gauntlet eliminators. You win the gauntlet, you lose to Bianca. You go win the gauntlet, you lose to Bianca. And that's just, you know, ping pong. What are we gonna Um so this was hilarious. He uh we can fit I mean he does end up they all end up naming him. We know who he's talking about. Eric Bischoff's criticisms of random matches on Dynamite. He let it fly on Bischoff. Oh, that was probably my favorite part it was of the episode. Fucking hilarious. He they're talking about Bischoff's criticisms, you know, random matches. Why are these two guys fighting? And Tony is like, okay, first of all, if it's the first time, maybe it's going somewhere. <laughs> Take a minute and think, <laughs> if I haven't seen this before, maybe there's a reason why. And he specifically pointed to Darius Martin and Moxley, which admittedly the match itself kind of sucked, but that's independent of the argument of why it was there. And he talked about, you know, the days of Nitro. He said, you know, Eric did that more than anybody. All the time. And I it ruled. Nitro and it was two random people just having a match. And I loved it. And yeah. Everybody loved it. And it was awesome. Which I think he kind of tipped his hand. Um, the way that he talked about it and the way that he said that Ring of Honor and Dynamite. Well, just AEW because mm-hmm. there's so many different properties. I think New Japan is going to play a very big part in Tony Khan's wrestling next year. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of so-and-so versus a random Japanese wrestler is going to be a a common like a common occurrence. So just just maybe that's wishful thinking. But whenever he mentioned that and he seemed gleeful about it, I was like, <laughs> I'm Tony I, and Kenny Omega, they don't do things by accident. 
right. Um, let's see what else did these guys. One of the guys actually was uh, part of the music production for Paige Van Zant, so mm. they brought them up, which is insane because when you ask that question, you can say WWE just let go of Mandy Rose for doing OnlyFans. Where's your stance on Paige Van Zant? wrestling and does that affect your decision mm-hmm. no we didn't touch on that you bring up page page van zant <laughs> but you don't put tony khan in a in a corner to take a definitive stance on something and to bring up <laughs> i'm gonna be hangman page workers <laughs> rights <laughs> come on these guys were like on the press like i watched the whole thing because the notes made it seem mm-hmm. like this was a hard-hitting interview they like barely scratch the surface. No one pushes Tony Khan in these interviews. And these guys like danced around it kind of cute. But like, why are you scared of this guy? <laughs> like for real, this guy loves to talk about wrestling. Ask him about this stuff. There's some things that he's dying to talk more about. And you could tell he wanted to talk about Paige Van Zandt. Well, unfortunately, he's not oh. going to have a lot to talk about with her for quite right. a while now. She right. will, well, she was supposed to have her bare knuckle fight in, I want to say, February. And I'm guessing that's going to be pushed back or canceled forever, too, now. I'm going to say canceled. she has broken her foot. Um, she did show on her little Insta story reel thing the actual x-ray from it. Um, it's a pretty good break. It's going to take some time to heal. That's... Uh, that's four months probably. So it's it's gonna be a while till we see Paige Van Sant competing in anything athletic. Or she doesn't have to. Oh, she she's definitely make- doesn't have to. She's retired. <laughs> yeah, dude, she's making an insane amount of money basically doing porn. Oh my gosh, not even having to go that far. Like Well, that's not stopping her. No, but I mean like there's still a lot further you can push it, and she hasn't had to go there, and it's still like she's retired. Yep. But if she wants to wrestle, doors open, and it's going to be at least four months. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba. I think that kind of wraps it up for that interview. Yeah, that covers um, all the important parts. We can jump to the biggest non-interview of the week. Okay, <sighs> so am I insane for thinking? that the first episode of FTR Bottoms podcast was going to be him interviewing CM Punk? Well, that's what I thought, too. I looked back and, like, I don't know if it was buried at the time or I just didn't. I mean, it's Twitter, so don't read the comments. But I did find in the comments. Definitely don't. He left, like, a reply under someone randomly. Punk is the subject, not the not the guest. I definitely did not see that and assumed Punk was actually going. All of the, the hype show. was that this was the next CM Punk interview. Yeah. Carney's going to Carney, but um, so I did not listen to it as I had originally intended to. Just when I thought I couldn't like this dude any less. Seriously, he might talk himself out of tag team of the year as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'm already on the precipice, but I think people are starting to get very annoyed with FTR. Uh, FTR or just FTR bald? Cash doesn't say shit. No, Cash Cash just does his thing and wrestles. (laughs) Poor bugger. I I mean... Well, before I just like start again on my criticism of Dax, <laughs> um, 
I didn't listen to the interview. Like I said earlier, <laughs> he led people to believe that the first episode was him and CM Punk on a show. Why would you start a podcast and then just be like, on my first episode, I'm talking about CM Punk. I'm like, motherfucker, we've been talking about CM Punk <laughs> for months. So I did listen to one small clip from it, like a little snippet clip he put on his YouTube where the quotes specifically about like brawl out and all that came. Um, he didn't say anything. No, but what he did say has a big agenda to it. And it's the CM Punk rehabilitation project. Yes. I mean, we heard the plea, like Punk phoned me that night. He said, I want you to hear from me what happened. And, and of course, Dax takes the middle ground of, yes, the Bucks and Kenny belong in AEW. So does Punk. Please, guys, find a way to put it behind you. Punk replied on one of his tweets or Insta things about that, like, duh. Gee, I wonder what game you're playing. Now, if he doesn't come back, you can blame the Elite and say, yes. Punk was willing to work it out, but they wouldn't play ball. You walked up and punched them in the face. And 96% of that locker room does not want you back. There are like four people in that locker, soon to be two when FTR leave, that actually want him back in that company. Oh, Mitch. FTR isn't leaving. There's two sides. Dax may talk himself out of wrestler tag team of the year. He also may talk himself out of a big contract extension if he doesn't learn to keep his trap shut. Well, he was just shit talk. I like I saw a quote where he was just shit talking uh Road Dog. What's his name? Uh well anyway. But he was like shit talking him, and he's like one of Triple H's besties. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what why are you anyway? I'm I'm baffled by this dude. They're best friends with Sasha, who's about to sign here. They're not gonna leave in March. <laughs> like, I we're gonna be doing it later on in the show but this is the time of year where everyone gives their wrestling predictions and the most common one i see is ftr goes to wwe i'm gonna say it here now in the same way that i said it about cody if ftr go to wwe they're not wrestlers they're not fundamentally tony khan is paying you an insane amount of money you didn't get fe featured on the pay-per-views. I, I get it. That's a legitimate complaint. Mm -hmm. I, I I understand why people would be upset at that. Sure as shit, their fans are upset about it. Oh my God. But that's just not the story they wanted to tell. They wanted to get the acclaimed over. They wanted to get Swerve and Our Glory over. And it would have been significantly harder to do that without the tag team titles. That's just how it is. God forbid... FTR did get that match with the Bucks and they lost. Could you imagine? But that's what would have needed to happen. So instead, Tony Khan's paying you an insane amount of money to wrestle around the world. Like kayfabe accomplishments. They were tag team champions in three different promotions. Get the fuck out of here. Having just boo-boo crying fits for not having... <laughs> A fourth set of titles? Fuck all the way off. God. And and I have to hear about it. Like constantly. And I'm like, you guys would be the runaway tag team of the year if you just shut the fuck up. Like seriously. 
if, and if they go to WWE, have fun only facing like the Usos and the Street Profits for the next five years. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Are uh, the uh, Gable and the Mentally Challenged guy, are they still a tag team? Alpha Academy is still a thing. Yeah, see, there you go. Go go have fucking two-star matches with the guy who's basically obese Eugene. Like, have have fun, FTR. They're not going anywhere. And if they go anywhere, it's like, it's because Tony Khan didn't want them. He can offer them more money. And like, if you want to go to WWE, that's fine. I get it. I get it. But they're not going anywhere. Is that one of your your predictions? Is that FTR leaves? No, no. Um, you know what I do think would be great to pair with them? Brock Anderson. Oh, what is a trio? You want to talk the actual throwback, the thing FTR pretends to be, like the Southern-style throwback team? Brock Anderson is literally just R. He even looks as old as him already. Like he's somehow Shit, already Arn be their manager. Let's go. Yeah, they they fired Tully. They pick up Arn. You can, there's there's a story there already. I like that. I'm idea. into it. Yeah, I'm into it. And I mean, if by some like strange turn of events, Punk actually comes back, there's your stable leader. Done. Not oh, hard. that would be sick. I mean. Guys. Both Punk and Brock Anderson, their ceiling is probably around four stars anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, dude, that sick. Considering we're not going to get the guns in AAA, I'm going to be putting all of my cosmic energy into making that trio, that stable yeah. happen. Well, we did, we will not get the guns in AAA because FTR has lost the now already vacant again AAA tag team titles. I know. So... FTR. So the reports what? are saying, like big picture, the mm -hmm. reports are saying that AEW and AAA are likely not working together moving forward. And there's a bunch of like speculation as to why, but you look up and down the card of, I don't know what the show was last night. I mean, they call everything Triple Mania now, so yeah, it's hard for one me to of think. Them. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard for me to differentiate, but if the partnership's done, like, okay, cool, cool. I guess have fun being a feeder system for WWE. Already got Bandito. <laughs> Only one guy left. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, start saving up money for Vikingo. Mm -hmm. That's literally what's, what the competition's for. So, so on on the card, um, Sammy and Tay didn't make the trip down nope. for like the fourth time. Yep. So they were stripped of their uh, mixed tag team titles. Bandito lost in the main event to Vikingo, which I I do want to watch that match. I'm sure. It was oh, I'm excited. Sick. Um, FTR lost the tag team titles to who was it? Dragon Lee and someone else. Jalistico. And here we go. So, if you were confused trying to figure this out... Which we both were! I am going to explain it to you in the clearest terms I possibly can. It only took us, like, what, a month? So, Sin Cara is Mystico. Yes. Dragon Lee is Mystico. Dragon Lee is not Mystico. Dralistico 
is Mystico. Drillistico is Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee is not Drillistico. Dragon Lee is not Sinkara. And Drillistico is not Sinkara. I don't understand how anybody is confused about this. <laughs> Let's go! Nothing I said there was incorrect. So, Drillistico has also gone by the name Dragon Lee and has also gone by the name Mystico. Mystico is also the name Sin Cara has gone by. Dragon Lee, who signed with WWE, has only ever gone by Dragon Lee and Ryu Lee. But Dralistico, who's with AEW, was also Dragon Lee and was also Mystico. Yes. And Dralistico and Dragon Lee are both Roosh's brothers. Oh, it reminds me of that bit from I Think You Should Leave where they do like the Johnny Cash reference and they're like in the recording studio and <laughs> Tim Robinson starts breaking out about the skeletons and the bones are their money and all, all this stuff. And he's like, no, I like the stuff that that Bill was doing. And he was like, wait, which one of us? And he's like, <laughs> is your name also Bill? And he's like, no, that's why I was so fucking confused. <laughs> that's how I feel about this mm-hmm. situation. I'm like, wait, are you also drillistico i'm like i promise i'm not racist and just think all luchadors are the same this is genuinely confusing yeah, like, i'm on cage match. the same names yes i'm on cage match and three different wrestlers are currently linked and i was like oh my god i'm i need um my go-to reference uh cubs fan is like the dude online uh he basically holds my hand through a lot of this stuff um, because, yeah, dude, it, the world of Lucha is crazy. That's why we get Pentagon Jr. and Penta L Zero M. Um, and so, Penta yeah, L Squirrel. Oh, fuck it. Let's keep going. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so the big news out of this, uh, besides the apparent end of the relationship between AAA and AEW, uh, is Dragon Lee signs with WWE. Uh, word is he had no interest in signing in AEW because Andrade talked him out of it. Um, that's how Roosh ended up in AEW. Right! <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, go figure. Your other two brothers are in AEW. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. But um, the thing that I want to get straight, did they announce that he's going to NXT? What 100%. the fuck are we doing? They like both sides announced it. NXT oh announced my god! Triple A. Yep. So okay, that was the thing. I don't because I didn't want to go on a rant before I got that clarified. Hundred percent. NXT is doing like what point one something in the ratings. It's yeah. a developmental show. Triple H, since he got his ass kicked by AEW, has only referred to it as developmental. What the fuck does Dragon Lee need to develop any more than he already has? This this guy is as like plug-in, ready to go as anybody. But we're going to have him down in Florida doing random shit for six to eight months at best? Forward roll, forward roll, forward roll, what forward do we roll. Do? Cool. Have fun spending the next two years learning where the hard cam is. What are we doing? Fuck. 
But even if he signed there and went straight to the main roster, there's only one match that people would be psyched for. It's him and Ray. Dragon Lee versus Mysterio would be sick, but then you would get screwy finishes. You would see it and just be like, ah, that's fine. Then he's just another guy. What are... Oh my God. Then he's feuding with The Miz. Great. Cool. Fuck. Yeah, anyway, let me tell you what I really think real quick. Um... <laughs> What are your thoughts on this? Am I on an island here? I think this is pure insanity. I just don't understand because it's, I mean, like, Lucia Delisticor clearly, like, set up for big things in AEW. Like, they have their own stable. Yeah, they have their own stable, which they just took Preston Vance into as well. Um, and, like, there's ideas like the, the Luchadors haven't been taken care of in AEW. Have you been watching what the Lucha Brothers have done? Have you watched like, WWE? We're in the middle of a best of seven for the trios titles, which they hold after winning the tag titles, after having, like, three of the best tag matches in company history. Yeah, they're being treated terribly. What a nightmare for them. I I don't get it. I, I, I do not get it. It's... I have no rational explanation. What's Triple H's record with luchadors? He famously hated Rey Mysterio during his ascent. Like that's backstage was like politicking against Rey. I mean, he, that doesn't single him out from other non-luchador wrestlers either. That was just uh, the, the thing. Like, cool. So he's just <laughs> another racist jag. Cool. Triple H did racism. Like that's that doesn't shock me. But like. Um, what did he do? Like he put all of his eggs in the Sinkara basket. Like he went to bat for him. Where did that get him? What did we end up doing with Sinkara? Now, not all that's his fault. What did we do with Grant? Like Grand Metalik? What? Like what are we? Lince Dorada, Callisto? Like Callisto? You had Samurai del Sol. There's a reason the only Hispanic star that they've made is Rey Mysterio. It's because they're racist as shit and don't know what they have. So again, Dragon Lee, have fun having a feud with Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz. Great. Cool. Have a two and a half star match that no one's going to give a shit about. Get paid. Definitely cash the checks. I mean, he's only on NXT money right now. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Don't even get paid. I'm I'm sure he has to be getting paid something. Oh my god. But like ideally, the only places for him that make any sense would be AEW. But again, he would be a mid-card wrestler because he's a mid-card guy. Or in New Japan in the junior division, but we've already kind of seen that. But like he could be the top of the division easily. But I, it doesn't seem like he has any interest in being a cruiserweight or a junior. So I'm just like, I don't really know what to do. How the fuck is Roosh the sane one out of all of this? I thought he was going to be the problem. But in Andrade sucker punches Sammy and is out. And then you have Dragon Lee, who by all means worked well with people in AEW and then just doesn't want to work there. Like, I'm dying to know more about this. 
Um, because yeah, if you're making like it, it can't be twenty thousand dollars, like oh, in NXT. No. It's got to be something special. But it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Is that that's not going to increase ratings? But yeah, you got to learn. Matt Bloom has to teach you where the hard cam is. Get the fuck out of here. Jeez. I mean, I'll definitely eat a shit sandwich if we get like a super sweet, like Dragon Lee Roddy match. But Roderick Strong doesn't even work in NXT either. So stupid. But it's whatever. It's not sour grapes. Like he would have been lost in the fold in AEW. So I I promise it's not sour grapes. That's not why I'm upset. But it's like if your options are you get paid to be an artist and wrestle and showcase yourself every so often and potentially have a hot program that does something to boost your career and you can continue to take indie bookings and bookings around the world. Or do you like you can work for WWE and face the Miz for eight months straight. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. What a weird thing for me to get fired up about. <laughs> well, what'd you think of Dynamite? <laughs> I thought Dynamite this month has been sick. Like every single episode has been super fun. Um I mean the big thing for me um my overall point after watching this show is that the like again to circle back to what I said earlier there are legit criticisms about AEW and I feel like we do a pretty good job of calling them out. Like Tony Khan is not perfect by any means. But there are certain criticisms that are made by people that obviously don't watch the show or don't understand the show. So again, you are either intentionally aloof, you're making a bad faith argument and just being like an ass, or you're stupid. And this show kind of encapsulated that where there's, I, I, again, I read the same fucking, I blocked so many people on Twitter, but it's always interesting to me to see how many like reactions about dynamite, like what, what the reactions are next day. So many people with like Shotzi avatars and like Roman avatars, uh, just knit anybody. They all have their own sub genre, but if like they're, profile pick is a wwe wrestler i know i'm gonna be getting a shitty take and a lot of them are let's go through it like highlights of the show the young bucks are bad wrestlers they just do goofy spots fucking if you didn't enjoy that trios match you don't have a pulse that was sick um what's the other one wardlow's ice cold that I will blow a gasket over this one. People who say Wardlow's ice cold. Again, you are either you don't understand. You're doing this on purpose. But 
I don't agree with the way that Wardlow's been booked. We've said it the whole time. He can be a star of Rampage. He just shows up, destroys people, leaves. Do the Jade Cargill thing. Like, I, I would like to see him featured more. But at the same time, that's not how Tony Khan books. And it, it's one of the things we criticize, we understand, we move on. These people say, were those ice cold because he's not on TV every week. Mitch, were those been on TV almost every single week? Has he not? In like some form of like promo. Like, yeah, he's not wrestling every single week. But like, he's, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like he's on most shows. Absolutely. That's been, they've been building to multiple programs here for a while with him. Now, I do think he's going to go away for a month or so right now after the haircut thing because we're going to come this, back moderately packaged to tear up some people to get back to Samoa Joe healthy again. Like, we know that's where it's going. I think we're building towards revolution, yeah, which we have likely, like yeah. nine weeks to do. Yeah, so we got time. Wardlow doesn't need nine weeks of straight squashes to get to their nine weeks of promos. But no, he's on basically every week. And this has been. There was an early criticism that people would disappear from week to week. And since, like, really since around when Punk came in, there's been a noticeable, like, concerted effort to feature people, even if it's only for 30 seconds. Yes. Like, every single week, so that you don't for, you don't think they've forgotten about the story. And it's Which not like is wild did. to, like, to yeah. fly someone in to do mm-hmm. a 30, like, 30 second promo and then like basically just go back to hanging out backstage. Mm-hmm. That's intentional. So my point is Wardlow being cooled off would be him losing the title and then just like basically being Miro. Miro's cooled off. But if he showed up he would get a huge reaction. Oh yeah. Because he's been presented as a badass. These people don't understand what cooled off means. It, I, so the build for the main event was obviously they've been building towards Joe mm-hmm. and Wardlow finally having a one-on-one match for the TNT title. Samoa Joe attacks backstage, takes out Wardlow's knee, and now the main event is in doubt. Are like they're teasing possibly um, uh, someone taking his place. We have, uh, so it might be Samoa Joe versus mystery opponent. We don't know. That was the build of the whole show. If he's cooled off, they're not going to be building towards his match throughout the entire show. Shut the fuck up. Did you hear the crowd when he came out eventually? This dude's a star. Every single week he makes an entrance. Even if he's backstage doing an interview, you hear the pop. Are we, I, I genuinely want to ask this. Someone can can answer me in the DMs. Mitch and I can hear it. We're both on international feeds. The crowds have been super hot. Like, so anytime someone shows up backstage, we can hear the crowd. I don't know if like, um, like the TBS and TNT feeds are like that too. That stuff can be different. Mitch, he's getting reactions. If he wasn't getting reactions, the payoff for last night's story would not be Wardlow actually showing up. You don't run a story where the idea is, will he or won't he? 
could be a surprise person taking over for him and have and him then he be the comes out like a badass. Yeah, if he's not the star of the show, like if he wasn't the guy, the focus of the main event, then he wouldn't have been the one to come out. It would have been Powerhouse Hobbs or random new guy or fucking Miro. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, that would have been a six spot been for sick. Miro. <laughs> if he was like, sick. if he was like working people, just being like, yeah. I can't catch a fucking break. And then he comes out and faces Samoa Joe. That would have been sick. fucking sick. Really but like, what are we doing? Are people that dumb? Like Rick Ricochet won one of the titles. Was it the U.S. or the Intercontinental? I can't remember. And then just wasn't featured on TV for like six months. That's cooled off. That's I like mean, not giving a shit. Hikaru Shida, she won the title and legitimately did nothing. Well, that was also like, during the pandemic. Oh, well, there's like, a lot of the reasons that that's what it means. Like, no one gave a shit by the end. Not saying it was anybody's fault, but that's that's what. Well, happened. they had to do a rehabilitation project, and it, the, mm. by the time her reign was over, it was so. Yeah, I, there's credence to that argument. But no, if Tony Khan wants to purposefully cool someone down, we've seen what that looks like. Where's Andrade? Where's Miro? Where's Cody? Yeah, but how you know? <laughs> We would know if you told us. <laughs> if you just got on Twitch or like did an interview with Dave, do an interview with Sean Ross Sapp. Do one with Denise Salcedo if you don't want hard hitting questions. Dude, I'm so done with Mira. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the, the main event was sick. I thought the Danielson Ethan Page match was sick. Like every match on the show, besides the women's tag, was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, do you want to go match by match or do you just want to do big picture stuff? Yeah, big picture stuff's good. I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, I don't like Anna Jay. I haven't been shy about that. It's so bad, dude. I've completely given up on her. Like I would, I would 100% cut bait and just dark and dark elevation until the contract runs out. And that's, that's it. But that said, I think Ruby is slowly looking more and more comfortable. I don't think she's ever going to be like a hater or a Brit or anybody like that in the division. But she is looking more and more comfortable. Post-injury. Well, not to be a dick, but she's not at that level. She's well, that's just what I mean. She's she won't. She isn't that that caliber. But she's looking better and better lately. Willow absolutely is a star in the making, so it's great to keep her being featured. So. All things considered, Which, what I what I was expecting, I did I did really enjoy it. Compared, like if you ask me what my expectations would have been, it definitely exceeded them for that match. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I just got excited. Whenever Mitch and I tell you to pay attention to somebody, fucking pay attention. I feel like we have an excellent track record of being like, guys, Wheeler Yuta is legit. <laughs> like, pay attention to Wheeler Yuta. We're saying the same thing about Willow. She's a future women's champion. Like it, she's going to get over her skanking on stage to uh, Ruby Soho's entrance while Taz <laughs> is in the background going like Ruby, 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 Ruby. I again, I'm I'm begging you guys, pay the fee, subscribe to the international feed on Fight to watch the AEW shows. The picture-in-picture commentary is worth the price of admission. (laughs) Commentary lately between Taz, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone is 
peak to the point where like Tony's getting annoyed with them, being like, "Fuck off, Taz." I mean, that's what you get every single week on Dark with with and Excalibur. It's so good. It's it's unbelievably funny. But yeah, like I so I I don't want to just say uh, it's time mellow now, right? Yeah, I'm not giving up hope on her. She was green as grass when she came in. Oh yeah. And she got really good because she, she was basically doing what we praise Athena mm-hmm. and hate her. Yep. And sometimes Sheeta for is like laying her shit in and it looked great. Did she hurt some people on accident? Yes, that happens. Sorry. It ain't ballet. <laughs> that might've been the worst Jim Ross impression ever. Um, up there. It's up there. Well, I didn't want to break out the Bell's palsy voice. <laughs> That's a that's a good that's a good uh shtick not to have, right? Oh, only you took it there. <laughs> Nobody else took that there. Anyway, um there were several spots where Anna J was just really, really bad. And what they're doing is it's clear it's fucking day, people. Like, I, I don't know how people don't get this. Yes, it's okay to be upset that Ruby lost. You're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The bad guys That's cheated. Deals work. Yeah, the bad guys cheated. <laughs> and Ruby didn't get her revenge. There will be another match, people. Like, Ruby will get her win. And it's like, then we can move on. Yeah, the, the, the also rumor s- I heard is we're going to build to a street fight like they did with uh, Penelope and, and Bunny last year. You try telling that to these people who are like, oh, Ruby lost again. What's Tony Khan do? Booker of the year, LOL. Fucking. <laughs> Man, wrestling fans are dumb. The other thing that they're doing is that they're setting up both of these teams as women's tag teams. Now, I wonder why we could be doing that. There. Fucking Brian Windhorst, like, uh, what are we doing? Fingers up in the air, like, what, why is that? Think about that. Something January? I, something second prediction. Second prediction of the show. <laughs> it feels pretty fucking safe to make. Mitch, would you agree with me that in 2023 we're going to have AEW women's tag team titles? We are running back, not only that, we're running back the, the same tournament that Diamante and Ibelis won. Oh, the deadly time, draw? Yeah, this time the prize is the titles. Fucking deadly draw. Deadly draw is like the coolest tag tournament And we're ever. not going to have to deal with that other fucking till this time that tried to pin the girl upside down. Like, she won't be back. We're good. <laughs> Dude. I was so psyched whenever they did a women's deadly draw tournament because deadly draw was like one of the sickest things WCW yeah. did. Like that was like, and those tag teams were like legit insane. <laughs> anyway, well, that is what led to, to Ty Bello and Anna Jay was that. Yeah. Tournament. They got paired up and people went nuts and it got it over. It just worked. It clicked. Um, that, so anyway, yes, they're building a women's division. Yes. They're going to get theirs. Now you add Willow in and it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> wrestling's not hard why are people making this hard mitch fuck i don't know but you know what makes daddy magic's nipples hard kenny omega coming out in a koda abushi shirt is it insane that that's the one note i made about dynamite in our show notes <laughs> it was 
was that like, is an insane how well I spent that into it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, oh. world. <laughs> Dude, this trios match. I mean, I've said it already. Kenny doesn't do things by accident. That Ibushi shirt is intentional. Do you think we see Ibushi next week? I don't think we see him next week, no. Well, actually, I get no, not next week, because next week is Wrestle Kingdom week, right? Kota Ibushi's not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. No, that's what I mean, but are you going to see Ibushi without Omega there? Like, because what, what I'm thinking, if we're doing, instead of that Game 7, we're in the ladder match, Elite are the good guys, the whole story's packing them, bastards are willing to cheat to win. They're starting to cheat. They're getting one over. I don't know if Jose's doing something or they've got some other goon running around. Who's there to make the save when Cutler and Nakazawa aren't up to the challenge? It might just be time for a golden lover to show up and save the day. But I, I think it makes more sense to bring Kota out on a week where Kenny's there compared to not there. That's, that, that's my thinking of why not next week. I don't think it's going to be the Los Angeles show. I wouldn't be shocked if we wait until maybe February, something like that. I think I think we're going to try to space some of this stuff out. I mean, like um, in a perfect because his world, contract, I think his contract yeah. has to expire first. New Japan's yeah. been pretty oh, steadfast yeah. about that. I mean, I think having Ibushi's first match be at Revolution seems reasonable, considering we know Sasha's is coming before then. Do you imagine if we get Ibushi versus like Takeshita at Revolution? We just fucking run a DDT match at Revolution. <laughs> Um, I mean, fuck it. Prediction three. Mitch, do you agree with me? We're getting Kota Ibushi in AEW this year. Almost exclusively, I would say. I Probably exclusively. He's certainly not going to wrestle in New Japan again. There Unless he wants to be... start his own promotion. He's yeah. been talking about a triangle. Oh my god, ring. he's been talking so much shit on Twitter. <laughs> he's Kota got lies... so much of daddy's money, he can do whatever. Kota lies on Twitter more than Dax Harwood does. Legitimate, Kota Ibushi might be like, I want to say like the most financially well-off person who doesn't need to wrestle. I mean, like he's got that Jade Cargo money, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) On his nipples. Um, Dude, all this match did was back up my theory (laughs) that the Young Bucks... I mean, I'm not even going to just, like, dance around it anymore. I think the Young Bucks are my tag team of the year. And I'm just, like, I think we get to the point where, um, I don't know how familiar you are. I'm a big fan of basketball in the NBA. There's this thing that we do where we prematurely call someone, like, oh, the next, the next big thing. They're the MVP. They're quick to crown them. But then, like, they do really good. So, like, the current reigning MVP is Nikola Jokic. He's won two in like two MVPs back to back. Fucking it's rarefied air to have three MVPs, let alone back to back to back. And the knock on him is, well, he's never won a title. So we just can't give him the third one. It was the same thing with Jordan in the nineties. This motherfucker should have won MVP every single year. Cause he was amazing. But like, they're like, ah, let's, let's give it to Carl Malone. Like, uh, he's had a good year, right? Yeah, Carl Malone. Let's give it to him. 
that's the level I'm at with FTR right now, where I feel like, am I going to get upset if someone were to vote FTR Tag Team of the Year? No, absolutely not. Since March or April, both of us have been consistent in saying FTR is the obvious Tag Team of the Year. That's been the overall narrative. I'm breaking the narrative. It's at the end of December, dude, even whenever you look at there's three matches that the FTR and Briscoe's had. I went five stars, four and a half and four on those respectively. Fucking death triangle and elite have had six matches that have told a better story and there's reasons for that. Briscoe's weren't featured on TV. We had to dance around that. Like, But facts are facts. This trio's series is just better. If, if you're telling me I could only watch one of those two series again for the rest of my life, like the other, uh, the, the copies get burnt, never to be seen again. You can only have one of these two. Buddy, I think I go with these sick-ass trios matches that are on free TV. It's insane. I, They're amazing. And again, Young Bucks have won the majority of Tag Team of the Year for like the last decade, and it pisses people off. And I'm sure that, obviously... I'm a Young Bucks guy. I'm not an FTR guy. I'm not trying to just steal one from FTR. Up until like a couple weeks ago, I was like, they deserve it. Yeah, obviously. They're the tag team of the year. I I don't know. Is 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 my argument any more valid now than previously? Probably. I mean, this week was insane. I think we also like I haven't seen the AAA match. Maybe it's a banger. I haven't heard anything special. I think it was just a match. But, I mean, if it's a lights-out banger, suddenly I do have to at least give a little bit of pause to that. Again. But how good have FTR's AAA matches been? They've been fine. Oh, I'm not expecting it to be to be anything special. I <laughs> They're in their body suits having, like, decent matches. Like More than anything, I'm getting a chuckle thinking about when... Uh, when the trios titles were first introduced, it was like, oh, more, more titles. How are trios titles going to matter in AEW? They're going to mean not. They're the most important title in the company right now. That's the only one I give a shit about right now. They are. So yeah. So am I? Am I absolutely insane? For like, how? So where are you at right now for tag team of the year? Because we're gonna. We've already talked about it. We're gonna do some rewatches before we start doing our awards next month yeah i feel like honestly it's that january to like march space that's kind of so far removed it's blank in my mind that it's kind of creating a cloud of doubt on on voting for either team where i can barely remember the first three months of the year because so much has happened so where gut feeling tag team of the year is gut feeling i'm still going with ftr Partially just due to time since the Bucks had to miss like two and a half months for, I don't know why they never told us. Um, Plus they were stripped of the titles for unknown reasons, I guess, but yeah. Because they beat up CM Punk's dog. Super kicked the door down and everything. (laughs) 
they played the music. Super kick party. Sorry, finish your thought. I'm being a dumbass. I don't think there is anything more to my thought after that. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to like make a list, uh, like an actual like pros yeah. and cons. Um, it's probably honestly, I think tag team of the year is going to be the award grouping that I focus the most on because I feel like everything else is pretty obvious. Um, it's going to be a fun podcast when we do that. Um, see, moving on, we're getting Danielson versus MJ off at revolution. We're setting up for that. Um, we skipped over earlier. Darby's challenging for the TNT title next week. And I think there's a chance he wins. Like, I think there's a legit chance he wins. I don't think so, but that's what makes it fun. Darby and the Seattle crowd having a rematch against Samoa Joe. January 4th is going to have like fucking six match of the year contenders. Oh my God. Um, I thought Ethan Page looked good. Um, top top flight looks really good this week. That was top looked that excellent. Excellent. I think both guys work better as a team than they do singles yeah. wrestlers. Um, man, I, I, I went four stars on the tag team match. The, the, the home stretch on that match was fantastic. Like so the last, fucking like, five good. minutes in there. Jesus. Dude, could you... Honestly, this isn't a knock against Mox because his style is a little bit different. Imagine a Ring of Honor TV main event between Top Flight and Claudio and Wheeler. And I'm, I'm thinking like four and a half. Like, that shit would rule start to finish. It's just Mox... Mox with like cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's it's a tough, weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great. Him and Claudio is just like an ass kicking tag team. I'm like, damn, you might want to give these guys the titles. Yeah, that, they worked really I, I well. I do think I liked Mox and Kingston as a team a little better. They they had great chemistry too. But here's here's the thing. So we know for a fact that we were going to get a Moxley. Brody Lee tag team title run mm-hmm. that was in the cards. Yep. And it seemed like they were just like, well, since we obviously can't do that, the next best thing we can do is have Kingston and Mox. They had the excellent tag team match against the young oh, Mox. Awesome. Fucking amazing. And we didn't get it. And then it looked like maybe we do Mox and Danielson as tag team champions. And we didn't get it. So I don't think we're getting a Mox tag team run. I think it would be an excellent way to keep him out of the main event picture. But I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Um, let's see, what else was on the show? I feel like I'm skipping something. Um, I mean, we had Psycho Swerve promo. I mean, I know it's just a promo, but it is setting up Swerve and Yuta, which I am. Swerve Yuta. That might be the most hyped I've been for a Rampage match in a minute, dude. It's going to be awesome. I hope so. I hope it comes through. That sounds that sounds like a pay-per-view match. Honestly. Um Hangman is likely I think he's coming back at the Los Angeles show. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like, I think. Dude, the next two weeks of Dynamite is going to be sick. I mean, it's supposed to be a big kind of like semi-relaunch, right? We're doing the new set, the new graphics, all that sort of stuff. So you're gonna you're gonna want to put your best product out on TV. 
dynamite is a miracle. It is a miracle that we get an ep- like an episode of super high quality wrestling almost guaranteed week in week out. Like by the time the Los Angeles show is finished, we're going to be on a run of like what? Like eight straight weeks of like sick episodes. Dude, I mean, we've, uh, had, we've had six trials matches and two weeks off. So yeah, that math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, people who feel burnout on AEW I'm telling you just like look at the big picture and just like this is a blessing you don't have to be a religious person to see that this is a gift from God wrestling would be so dark right now without AEW um so yeah I think that's everything I wanted to get to on that um you want to wrap up the show with our predictions yeah, just before we get into predictions, my one last little shining light on wrestling. Um, of course. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but uh, spoiler alert, next 10 seconds, Julia defeated Siri for the, the Stardom Championship at their big year and pay-per-view show. Um, so yeah, Julia versus Siri for the title. I have a link. I just have to sit down and watch it. I think it's. <laughs> I think the match itself is a good half hour at least. So. Okay. I mean, because those two can bring it for a half hour without question, half of the past and will again in the future, as long as they both stay with that company. But I am so excited to watch that match. There's so much stuff that's like happening within the next week. Um, next week's show is going to be fucking yeah. r- ridiculous. We're a lot to talk about. Um. All right, yeah. Let's yeah, wrap up the show with some predictions. Um, let's cut the show there. That way, we have a a. a we don't have to do an awkward one later. So we asked for some listener predictions. Let's hit those first, give our thoughts on them, probably double down on them and see where we go from there. First one's first. We have Speedball Mike Bailey to AEW. Dude, imagine. Um, I don't know the contract length. That's that's the one variable. I I know he signed with Impact. I assume it was like a two year deal, but I don't actually know. I'm still shocked he didn't go to NXT. And whenever I look at Speedball, I mean, is there a bigger name on the Indies right now? I mean, Vi- Vikingo has the buzz, but like, whenever you look at an indie show, my eyes immediately go to Mike Bailey versus who? I mean, shit, even looking at the lineup for Bola, I'm like, okay, are we, we're, we're featuring Mike Bailey. What are we doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause there was a minute there where Mike Bailey, we hyped him up as a potential wrestler of the year, uh, back half of the year, uh, didn't get there. I don't even know if he's going to be top five for me. Um, He's still one of my favorites to watch. Like I said, anytime I load up an indie show, it's it's to see who Mike Bailey wrestles. Um, him and dude, him and Dynamite would be amazing week in, week out. Um how much brass monkey costs. <laughs> I I might want to choose an entrance theme a little less rapey. Um, I love the Beastie Boys, but 2023, let, let's maybe not do the brass monkey. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, oh, what's his name? Mikey. 
the music guy for AEW. Mikey Ruckus. Mikey Ruckus can come up with some fucking sick, heavily distorted <laughs> version <laughs> of that. Um, how would you book Mike Bailey in AEW? really good question and I don't I don't have a clear picture yet but my gut is that I'm starting off in kind of the all Atlantic scene that's that's title that can be defended cross promotion and bring it to different places you know it's even been done on some indie shows with uh with pack having it I, I think I think that's where it starts is going straight into the all Atlantic picture yeah. Where I go from there, I'm not totally sure, but I think that's my launching point. I think he is perfect for Ring of Honor. I think he's some too, yeah. I think he's someone that you could put in he matches against Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio, doing stuff with Top Flight, with uh <laughs> Matt Menard and uh was it Cool Hand Cool Hand Ange and um yeah there's 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 some cool shit and i think that roh would be perfect for him uh but i think you hit the nail on the head with the contract i don't if i'm impact i only sign people for a year at a time um but who knows he could have gotten more than that i mean he him and veda got married so he can work anywhere um so yeah fingers crossed Dude, him and AEW would be sick. I, yeah, I co-sign on it. Uh, I'm sure they'd want him if he's available. It's just... Prayer hands for Mike Bailey. We need to form the prayer circle. <laughs> what do we got next? Uh, next up, we have... Surprise, surprise. We knew this... It's going to happen. CM Punk back to AEW. I'm leaning kind of 70-30 that he doesn't come back. That's the gut feeling. If he came if he came back, there's a lot of stuff we have to unpack here. I'm kind of 80-20, I don't think he's coming back. See, that seemed a bit extreme for me. I just, the rest of that locker room does not want him there, and that's on such a roll right now so uh, here's here's where i'm at as a cm punk fan i mean like i i was in chicago for the comeback i was at, in chicago for the all-out match like i i'm a cm punk fan the knock on him has always been he's an asshole that holds grudges and he is his own worst enemy here we are Dax can be the peacemaker all he wants, but I don't know how you come back from assaulting your coworkers, <laughs> but it's wrestling. Weirder things have happened. So my bold prediction. Okay. Do you have a bold prediction regarding CM Punk? No, I legitimately just think he fades away from the wrestling world again. So you're pre- maybe that's you're pre- a bold prediction. I don't know. Okay, lock it in. Your prediction for 2023 is CM Punk does not come back in any promotion. Okay. 
Oh, he's not coming to WWE. No, no. No, Tony Khan would not let that happen. I'm just I'm just crossing that off the list too and making it clear. I predict CM Punk does come back to all elite wrestling. But I don't think he works with the elite. Like at all. I think we get I'm going to lay it out for you. CM Punk wins the AEW title from MJF in the main event of All Out in Soldier Field. MJF wins the uh, the whole diamond ring gimmick where you win the battle royal, then you win the match, then at winter is coming. He wins the title back, hops the barricade, and leaves the promotion with the title. That is my prediction for MJF CM Punk for 2023. Um, I can't really get into it more than that. Like, like I said, like I, I'm a big CM Punk fan. Like I, I've, but I can't back him on this one. It's, it's really, really hard. And I kind of have to do mental gymnastics to get there. Um, that said, like everyone's, everyone's hyped for a trios match. Him and FTR against Bucks and Kenny, but I just I don't see it. I don't see it. If if he comes back, it's not to work with them. It's just not. This dude, this dude holds grudges for like way less. I'm a huge CM Punk guy. I don't think the Elite did anything wrong. I'm a huge CM Punk fan. I don't think Hangman did anything wrong. Shit. I don't want to bring this up again, but like MJF and Eddie Kingston said way more heinous shit to CM Punk's face during their promos than Hangman did. Get out of here. <laughs> did MJF said... MJF name dropped Colt Cabana, did he not? No, he just he talked about lawsuits. Um Fuck I don't man. think he name dropped them, but uh but I said the acclaim did worse to Jeff Jarrett in their music video <laughs> last night. That so I'm not a fan of the acclaimed music videos, but like that one was a good one. I, I enjoyed that one. There was some really creative stuff. Um, I did a quick bit of Googling. We will not be seeing Speedball Mike Bailey in AEW in 2023. He confirmed he's extended for multiple years yet with Impact. He signed an extension there. So that that prediction, unfortunately, is already down at the drain. All right, Tony Khan, time to buy another promotion. <laughs> Our, uh, our last listener prediction, Jake likes GCW. Fuck off. I know exactly who that came from, too. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I tried, guys. I tried with, with the GCW thing. I did. Y'all hyped it up. Hammerstein. It's the biggest deal. They're ECW now. It's one of the shittiest indie shows I've ever seen. Since then, all right, all right, I'm just going to walk you through what what Jake's watching GCW looks like. It's Sunday morning. My hot Italian wife is upstairs asleep. I've, I, I can knock out whatever I want in first thing in the morning. And I choose to do GCW, two nights of GCW, because they run two shows a week, majority of the time. So here we are. Sunday morning. 
and I finished the first show and I was like, ah, there's a lot I didn't like, but all right, let's get to this second show. And it's, I don't know, fucking Jordan Oliver versus Alley Cat. And I'm like, well, uh, I think I like Jordan Oliver. I think there's something there. Uh, you know, in time, that he could be a really good wrestler. Alley Cat is Alley Cat. Let's hope for the best. It sucks. It's a dud. They have no chemistry. Again, this is all hypothetical. And I'm just like, what am I doing? I am wasting my time. Like, I could be watching other indie matches. I could be doing anything. This This just isn't for me. I'm not feeling it. And then I have Kevin Gill on commentary be like, if you don't like this match, if you don't think this is five stars, you can suck my fucking dick. I'm like, okay, sir, it's Sunday morning. Please, (laughs) come on. Like, really? You're going to die on the hill for this? All right, fine, whatever. Match finishes. There's no need for it to go 16 minutes. But it did. Here we are. Uh, Oh, cool. Nick Wayne has a match. What are we going to do? Nothing. It, it just it is fine. Speedball has a match. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was fine. Uh, all the deathmatch stuff. I have no use for. I just don't. Now, if talented people were having death matches, let's go. There's a way around that. Uh, but just the doing intergender and death matches just to do it does nothing for me. Um. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, Kevin Gill fucking sucks. I think he's the worst commentator in the business. Um, <laughs> he shit talks AEW, but then is like, bro, did you catch money in the bank? I I don't know with this dude. Like, I, what do you what do you fucking want? Like, he lives the gimmick, and. Would the world be better if GCW is great? Yes. Yes, it would be. It'd be a better world if WWE was great. It'd be a better world if New Japan was just like at its like all-time peak and we entered like the 10th year of their golden era. Come on, though. Uh, they're going to have to really shake stuff up for me to be a GCW fan. That's all I'm saying. And not being able to show Vikingo matches doesn't really get me there. That's such a that's such a burden. I mean, if I have to call it quits on PWG, which is a promotion that I love because <laughs> it just doesn't work for me right now, like GCW's I'm I'm never gonna say never. It's the wrestling business. That's why I never said never on punk. Never say never. But uh don't don't expect me to come on here and just <laughs> be like, Mitch, you know what's really great this year? The GC dub. That said, I hope they do something really fun and creative that gets my attention. Because they did it with Cardona. The Cardona-Nick Gage match, as much as I don't like death matches, that was that was really interesting. That caught fire. That got people interested. Um, if, if they can continue to find ways to put lightning in the bottle, I would be interested. But then, okay, fine. That gets me on Nick Gage who I think is the most overrated person in all of wrestling. Like, even if he's not wrestling, he comes out and cuts a promo where he's like talking about like sodomizing people with a pizza cutter or whatever. I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I'm just not part of it. I'm just not part of it. Um, 
not my thing. That's why I come on here and review Dynamite, because that's my thing. And I don't know. No one wants to hear me come on and just be like, fucking, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. I can't wait until these people move on. That would be basically my review. I would just be pissed off. No one wants pissed off, Jake. Come on. The rants wouldn't be that good. I would just quit the show. <laughs> Same reason I don't watch Raw every week. Um, I want to get your opinion on some things. And then uh, if you want to do vice versa, we can trade off on predictions. Let's talk TV deals. Gut feeling. 2023 predictions. First up, I want to get your thoughts on WWE. WWE has basically two options. One, they're going to make a deal with only one provider, so no more no more split between two networks. Um, it's not going to be a big right. It's not going to be a rights increase at all. Maybe they get the same package with the extra show. Maybe it's a mild increase. Like it's not. This isn't. I think be, it's going to be a mild increase. It's not going to be the same home run swing we had with that billion dollar Fox deal. Um, I think it probably is going to be Fox, and I think it's just going to bring Raw over whatever is part of the package, and the USA Network stuff's going to be done. I Ooh. think I think TK extends with Warner Brothers early, and I think they do it for in the range of about four hundred million. See, that's the boring one to me because I feel like it's a foregone conclusion that he's. I'm, I'm not saying it's fancy, but re-sign with Warner. No, I'm not throwing you under the bus. That's no, no, why I, 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 yeah. I wanted to lead off with WWE. Um, the interesting thing to me is we still have an insane person as the majority stockholder. And so at any time, Vince mm. McMahon can do some real crazy succession shit. Um, my gut feeling is exactly what you said. All of their programming moves to one place. And I think that place is NBC Universal. Mm. Um, Nick Khan is a bullshit artist. He's a snake oil salesman. You kind of have to. He's a sports agent. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's just you hype up your shit. That's what you do. He definitely types or hypes up the product. Mitch, he did not sound overly enthused in the investor call whenever it came to like renegotiating and future rights. I think they are fucking panicking because Fox is I every single source I've heard from on this. Fox is very disappointed in the return that they're getting from WWE almost immediately. Almost immediately. Their own executives were laughing at how bad the show was on the first episode. Like, for real. And they backed into that deal because UFC bailed at the last minute. Mm -hmm. So WWE just happened to get this. And everyone's like, oh my god, Vince McMahon's a genius, Nick Khan is the future. And it's like, all Vince McMahon does is fucking stumble up. It's insane. Utterly insane. So... All of that to be said, I don't think Fox reinvests. And if they do, I think it's not because obviously you have to pay more. Mm -hmm. Dave Meltzer is a little too doom and gloom about future sports rights. 
But the really interesting domino that fell was YouTube TV getting the NFL package from DirecTV. So DirecTV's biggest thing was the NFL Sunday ticket is gone. And you're going to see cord cutting. It's going to be a bloodbath. An absolute bloodbath. You are going to see ratings overall drop. Like the floor is going to fucking drop. And I think everyone's going to be affected because the NFL is that big of a deal. And from the sounds of it, you can just buy the NFL pass similar to how in like the NBA or MLB, you can buy their own thing. Everyone's basically fucked now. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how much money is tied up in sports. Um, so all that said, I think Raw and SmackDown will be in Universal. And I think they're going to get good deals on that. But the reason I think they want to keep it in-house is because NBC Universal is the obvious buyer mm -hmm. of WWE. And we are heading into a time where streaming services are about to be cannibalized. Like they're going to start merging and mm -hmm. being acquired. We're already starting to see it. 2024 it will be a fucking bloodbath. And Nick Khan, this dude, he only makes money moves. I totally see him leading the sale of WWE NBC Universal and then moving over to NBC Universal and having nothing to do with WWE anymore. 100%. That's that's his move. That's what's going to happen. And if not, he's just going to leave WWE and get a, a bigger deal elsewhere. Like that. So even if he doesn't sell, he's not there long term. He doesn't give a shit about your sports entertainment. Um, and I think I think the the AEW side of this is very boring. I think they're just going to extend to at least 2026, 2025, yep. something relatively short term because the future is streaming. The future is not TV ratings. Um, we're in a weird time right now, a very weird time. Um. So that's where I think we're at on ratings. Do you have one? Any more predictions you want to toss out? Yeah. Um, thoughts on an actual, honest to goodness, stardom AEW crossover show happening, similar to Forbidden Door. Okay. I'm going to think about this while you talk. Walk, walk, me, walk me through this. What's your prediction? So my prediction, and this is my bold prediction. My bold prediction is that part of this increased partnership between New Japan and AEW slash Ring of Honor is going to start bringing the stardom stuff into the fold. They've been teasing it a lot with some of the stardom women on Twitter. They're both owned by Bushiroad. Yes, they are separate entities, but they have the same parent company. I think we are headed for some type of a crossover special between the two. Whether that's AEW people flying over to Japan or the other way around, I'm not certain. I could see Forbidden Door being in Japan this year and trying to sync the two up like that. Um, that would actually make a lot of sense. And in Japan, there's not a huge amount of crossover between wrestling audiences, so you're not really cannibalizing your market there by doing so. And my bigger, my other thought with that is will it have any negative impact on the associate, not their meaningful associations, but the relationships with 
with Tokyo Joshi Pro similar to or dissimilar to like AAA and CMLL struggles that New Japan has had? Are there going to be any conflicts there or is it going to be relatively unscathed? We have seen we've seen a lot of stardom women in ROH before, not not frequently, but like once a, like Hannah right. has wrestled there. Most of most of the big women at that time have done a match or two there. So that that's kind of my bold prediction and where how I'm seeing it unfold. I don't think it's a bad idea. And if I'm Tony Khan, I'm basically using this as a put up or shut up. So it's a not so like secret that Tony Khan basically foot the bill for NWA's women's only show that they mm-hmm. ran last year. Or was that 2020? That was, I think that was 21. 21, because they didn't do one this year, and there was a bit. That was how the story broke, basically, right? Yeah. So, if I'm Tony Khan, I've had enough of this shit. Been like, all right, fine. Yeah, I fully believe in women's wrestling. I'm going to give them their own show. Um, I wouldn't do it as a pay per view, though. I would do it as a special episode of Dynamite and watch the ratings like a hawk to see what does well and what doesn't. And if the show that week does an average rating and there's a lot of buzz about the women's division after you've landed on something, if not, and you put your best foot forward and did some of your biggest women's matches possible. And you did a crossover with the biggest talent from around the world and it didn't draw. It's time for critics to shut the fuck up. Like seriously, seriously. Um, now I think if I'm Tony Khan a really interesting move would be whenever you run your pay-per-view weekends you do like Dynamite Rampage and the pay-per-view all in the same week in the same area add another show I mean, or just make, you know, like you can do something really special. Uh, we've been clamoring for an all women's show from AEW for a minute. So uh, we're hardly <laughs> having new takes on that one. <laughs> uh, um, I think it could do really well. I mean, no one's really shit talking the all time match on this roster between Hikaru Shida and Jamie Hayter from last week. So keep that ball moving. Like, yes, bring in other talent. Like it was one thing to hype up the Joshi when the promotion started, like let's finally follow through on that. Like there's, there were a lot of visa issues. There were a lot of like booking issues where people weren't getting along and all that shit. Like that's just wrestling. Let's keep going. Um, Cause I definitely think there's money there. And like we talked about last week, I think my big prediction for 2023 with women's wrestling is that Joshi is going to be the next new Japan as far as like people just being like, Oh yeah, no, I watch wrestling. Uh, I watch Japanese women's wrestling. I I think it's going to start catching on more than people think uh, to the point where it's kind of in the cultural zeitgeist, not like it's going to overwhelm by any means, but it's like maybe something similar to like when uh, a a celebrity is on dynamite or something like that, you know, like um, I definitely think that there's potential there. Um, 
as far as forbidden door i don't know what that looks like if they're burning a bridge with triple a um and they're gonna have to be really careful with the japanese promotions because as of right now they're working with how many different japanese promotions which is like not a thing like japanese promotions really don't work together and the reason that stardom's working is because bushi road bought them um yeah i don't know man um i i actually i actually don't think forbidden door will happen in japan for that reason uh i think the politics there really make things difficult and i think the politics of the original forbidden door it it again it's 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 a not so well kept secret the politics really fucked with tony khan's idea of what he wanted to do for the pay-per-view and you know a lot of that was blamed on injuries and stuff like that which yes played a part gato didn't want people to lose and so you had to do some really creative booking um so yeah i don't know i i want forbidden door to continue it sounds like it's going to continue um it might just be like a different promotion every year you know like you have an impact crossover show you have you know i'm any number um but that's that's what i'm expecting from that um let's see what's the next prediction 2023 does vince mcmahon come back no to wwe no like on screen no no way that's kind of where i'm leaning to but there's a lot of there's a lot of people saying otherwise and i don't know where that comes from see i'm trying to think of what else (laughs) are there any other predictions you want to toss out there i think outside of kota ibushi we see at least one major star depart new japan they're very secretive about their contracts we don't really know for sure who's is ending when i don't know if it's jay white i don't know if it's it's not okada no, it's, it's not. not Okada. We know that. Twenty twenty three is going to be built around Okada. I'm not not going that far, but like I think I think a major domino does fall there. If you had to make a prediction, there's one Japanese wrestler in New Japan. Let's just say New Japan. That's the most popular one. So a male wrestler and a women's wrestler come over. And AEW is their new base. Who do you think makes that jump? Because mine, I think Starlight Kid feels inevitable. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. I wouldn't be surprised if Shingo Takagi came over. Based off of like how things have been going in New Japan, they gave him the trial run with the championship, but he's nowhere near the top. So they established him as a top wrestler, but then immediately did nothing with him. I think Shingo and AEW would whip all the ass. So um, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Starlight Kid and Shingo Takagi. Okay, I... I'm going to go on the similar lines with the stardom and I'm going to go with Azumi being the one to come over. That'd be a good one. And on the men's, That'd be a great one. 
I mean, they're both good. It's hard to get a bad one there. There's a lot of great ones. <laughs> On the men's side, I mean, I do think Jay White comes over whenever his contract ends. Like, I think that him and Osprey are both AEW-bound whenever their contracts do end. But if I'm picking one to show up, like, soon... You know what? Show. Okay. At least you didn't say Sonata. Again, maybe just wishful thinking saying not Sonata. I name certainly popped in my head, but I I don't know. I got a little bit itchy whenever I saw the SB Kento had a match coming up. I was like, oh, Kinto in AEW would fucking rule. Um, one that I saw that I thought was really interesting. I want to get your take on this. Goldberg has a match in AEW. <laughs> Barf. I, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible either, and that scares me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it, but just saying. Let's see. Oh, can I give you one? Mm-hmm. In 2023, maybe even at Wrestle Kingdom, Don Callis betrays Kenny Omega. And is the new manager for Will Ospreay. Oh shit, that's good. That's my biggest one. I felt like I really fucking called my shot with CM Punk. But Don Callis betrays Kenny Omega and is the manager for United Empire. That is a good one. Japanese commentary, the whole thing. You have United Empire more in AEW. I mean, it, That's, we're, we're definitely getting more United Empire and AEW. That Cobb is Cobb was on the Ring of Honor show. Great O'Conn keeps teasing how shitty the AEW guys are. Like, see, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. So yeah, that's that's my big one. Yeah. That's my biggest one. Strangely enough, I feel the most confident about that one. What else you got? Send us off with a big one. Now, all I'm thinking about finishing that one is my idea of forgetting Ibushi and to be the hero in the latter match is that <laughs> Callus and one of the United Empire guys are the ones fucking Kenny Omega to keep the title on the Lucha Bros and then Ibushi. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, my my last one twenty twenty three. We get either current or retired one major male UFC star making a full-time move over to AEW. Oh, call your shot. Who you got? My, you can have options. I'll let you. I'll let you cop okay. out and have several answers. Uh, I'll give. I'll give three answers. My first answer: Has retired Henry Cejudo. Okay. My second answer is McGregor. 
it's been bulking up and you, you fucking fighting again. Could you fucking imagine? It's a draw. If you thought brawl out was crazy. Oh my god though, but could like actually though, could you imagine? Like and then my third I think I'm gonna go on the women's side for this. And but Oh, you know what? On the women's side, I'm going to go way off the board here and take one that recently got canned from the UFC for, uh, like, missing weight a whole bunch of times and struggling. She's very young, so long athletic career. I'm going to go with Aspen Ladd as my super dark horse woman to come over. I don't know if I call her a major star, but she was getting a big hype before she got cut. Sounds like QT Marshall's got his work cut out for him. QT Marshall already has his work cut out for him. He's got to train that face tatted dude, the baseball <laughs> player. I mean, he's got a good look, but I love that stable's look. I hope they can deliver. Oh, shit. What was the... I I Whenever I was watching it, or watching Dynamite and he showed up, I forgot the nickname I came up with. Juggalo Jones? Budge Malone. <laughs> we got to bring budge back um i don't know i wanted to have a really crazy one like john cena signs with AEW. i mean i kind of just called conor mcgregor signing so i feel like that's almost equally out there but cejudo actually does seem like the likely one he's been on there before and he's been real quiet for a while and I really could see him making the jump at like Dana and Tony are tight. So Connor McGregor versus uh, Jeff Jarrett. Book it. Let's go. Fuck those ropes. But Connor McGregor, MJF. Could you imagine like the press conference battles back and oh my God. Uh uh-uh, uh. You're missing the obvious one. Connor McGregor versus no more BS Paul White. I thought you were going to say CM Punk. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? You think Hangman hurt your feelings. Connor Hold McGregor. Your balls, buddy. Connor McGregor losing to Hook. <laughs> Let's go. How much money do you think Tony Khan would have to pay to make that happen? To make him lose? To make him lose oh, to Hook. Oh, man. Like 50 million? Yeah, I don't know that there's fuck <laughs> <laughs> be a full year of their TV deal for that loss. Oh man! All right. Uh, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna end the yeah. show. Um, it's been super fun year. Um, we didn't know what this podcast was gonna start off as. Uh, a lot of shows didn't make tape. They were uh, they some were, of them probably for the best. Definitely for the best. I'm not gonna say some of them. Probably definitely all of them. Uh, yet here we are like on the verge of doing a fourth segment in the show and it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel tired i'm into it most of you have probably tuned out that's fine mitch and i can still go dude yeah um i'm really excited for what 2023 is gonna bring because 2022 was fucking bonkers um i wanted to predict something like vince dies but that's a little too morbid but any parting thoughts on the year you want to give before we scoot? 
it has been so wild. I, I'm just looking forward to the first week of January, man. There's so much going on. I, what do you, dude? Looking forward. I think I'm gonna have to keep an official match list mm-hmm. of 2023. Yeah. Because I have a loose one for 2022. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to be militant with it. I think we're going to have an all-time year. Yeah, too many good ones. Too many good ones. All right. Until next time, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. This is the Bingo Hall Boys Podcast. <laughs>